I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And standing by to join me is Cindy Alexander, who is a brilliant and multifaceted songwriter, singer, and storyteller. And I had a chance to see her perform live at the She Rocks Awards uh, just recently. She was incredible. So I'm so happy to have her back on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. That was such an incredible night, wasn't it? Oh, it she was. Words. You know, I grew up listening to Judy Collins and I've always been a fan. So when they reached out to me to sing in tribute to her, oh. I was I was floored. I couldn't believe it. I was pinching myself. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And yeah, to be able to sing in front of someone that I've admired, you know, so much throughout mm-hmm. my life. It was, it was such, a, beautiful. such a blessing. Yeah. It was a beautiful performance. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. It was, it was, it was a little weird for me because earlier in the day I did a rock performance. Oh, so yeah. I was playing the ADJ stage in front of the doors at NAM. Oh, wow. Okay. Songs off my new record, Messy, okay. which comes out this summer in July. And it's, right. and it's, you know, it's pretty rock and it's, it's not as uh, clean cut, I would say, as singing, you know, Judy or Collins. Judy Collins. <laughs> but um, so it was nice. We, I went from rock in the morning to a legit theatrical presentation, but it was really, right. it was fun. It was fun to exercise um, those chops that I hadn't used in a really long time. Yes, definitely. So I wanted to dive into, because I don't know if I asked you this when you were on my show years ago, but at what point did you know, was it when you were little that, you know, music was something that you really wanted to pursue? Did, we, did you play an instrument as a child? Did you sing? I did. I did. My grandmother on my, my dad's side was a music teacher and she would play piano and I would sing. Oh. And I, you know, grew to love the piano and I started to take piano lessons, but I was not a good student. I was improvising at a very young age and I would be playing classical music and I would say, wouldn't it be great if it went like this? (laughs) And I would get slapped, you know, with a ruler ruler on my hands. And I remember my teacher saying, you know, when I made mistakes, my teacher slapped me on the wrist with a ruler. So I'm going to do the same to you. I'm like, but that wasn't a mistake. Right. I was just saying, wouldn't it be cool if it went like this? Yeah. And I told my mom what happened and she said, this is obviously not the teacher for you. Right. And right. and I got a new teacher and she introduced me to the world of of popular music. Okay. And I I think I, I built my vocabulary of of chords and you know and progressions and and the the melodic structure. I I wanted to play things that I could sing, that I would remember. That's and great. although I love classical music, I find it very relaxing. Um I was always looking for the hook, even as a kid, you know, what can I grab onto? What am I going to remember? So I got, you know, I I built a vocabulary after a couple of years of piano lessons when I was about, uh, I would say eight or nine. And then I stopped and I played by ear. That's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, I I had what I needed to write. Okay. You know, I had a general sense of, of chords. I was writing melodies in my head. And I found them, I could poke them out, you know, on the, on the piano. So you could improvise as a child. How old were you when you were improvising, when you were playing by ear? 
Oh, oh, eight or eight, nine, ten years old. But it wasn't until I was in middle school that when I, I quote, wrote a song for a friend because okay. she was she was a year ahead of me. She was graduating middle school oh. and I wrote her a song oh. as my gift, as my graduating gift. And I didn't you know, I didn't think of myself. Oh, I'm a songwriter. I just like made this thing up. Yeah, here's the thing. I played it for. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's fun. And so I kept um, I kept doing it. And it was something that I, I kind of had on the side mm -hmm. because I was um, starring in the plays and the musicals. That's great. So, so I'm not shy at all. What, what did you We're say? Not shy at all. No, 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 no. Um, I definitely wanted attention. Okay. And, and I, uh, I liked applause. I liked getting, you know, I, I think, I think that's something that's true for most performers we are getting up there and and it, it's a terribly egotistical thing but we like want we want people to clap for us and to show sure. appreciation for what we have to say or saying or show you yeah. and i think that as i got older that need for attention and need for being validated turned into something a little bit more mature which is okay i was given these gifts mm -hmm. and i'm going to give them back to you i'm going to share them with you because it's okay. the connection that that we make and that gift that when it goes from me across the stage into the into the audience this magic happens because it's no longer mine it becomes yours sure and that is the magic Yes, of music, of performance, of art. It takes on a life of its own. And we just, we, you know, we, we have a source, you know, mm -hmm. and we're given, we, we create from that source, it goes out and it's, so I, I, I see it very differently now, but I realize that when I started, oh, it was definitely, it was all ego and mm. clap for me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but eventually, by the time I graduated college, I was still doing doing theater, but I started to get recognized for the quote stuff that I made up. And okay. someone said to me, you're, you're a songwriter, that's what you do. And, yeah. uh, and I realized that the best part that I could play was myself. Yeah. I didn't have to act, I didn't have to be anything else, I had to be me. That's great. And the more vulnerable I became in songwriting and in singing and performing, mm -hmm. the larger my fan base grew and the more I was able to connect with people. And I've, I toured, you know, I, I just, music was the key to my adventure mm -hmm. and I traveled the world with it. And if somebody said, come to Germany, I'd be like, okay, let's make it happen. What do I need to do? Um, is there a place I can stay? Can you book shows for me? And that's how I went to Germany. That's how I went to Ireland. Beautiful. Yeah. This was when you were how old? That would be, see, I didn't really, I didn't really stop the theater stuff until I was in my early twenties. Okay. So yeah, I was a late bloomer. I was okay. a late bloomer for sure. I think a lot of people start in, in music, you know, when they're, when they're teenagers. I didn't, I played and I had fun with it, but I never thought, oh, I'm gonna be a singer songwriter. I thought I'm gonna be 
an actress. I'm going to be on, on Broadway. I'm going to, that's where I got that whole Judy Collins, you know, side to me, which is why I was able to pull that out that night because that's what I used to do. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, and then it became, I mean, I, I distinctly remember this conversation, uh, with Paul Trudeau, who's one of my longtime uh, writing partners. And when we first started recording, he's like, you got to let go of that vibrato and that, and that, you know, insane control. And you just have to start, you know, just talking your songs and being real, you know? And, and it was like this, this epiphany because I realized, all right, I need to take that skill that I had as an actress, which is what's your intention? What are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. Stop thinking about what you're doing yes. and tell your story. Yes. And, and it clicked. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I truly found my voice. Then you're authentic. Yes. And it's an overused word, right? Everyone right. wants to be authentic and organic and this, you know, but yes. Yeah. When it's real, it's real. And I think people, some people overdo it in an attempt to sound authentic and play right. authentic, but there's a yeah. difference. We know yeah. when somebody's trying too hard and we know when someone's thinking too hard. Right. So. Well, and if you're writing a song that's relatable and you're showing your true self and it's raw and real, then your listeners are going to really feel it. Yeah. And it's going to resonate with them. I think so. And I think that it's something that I, I strive for mm-hmm. you know, as, as an artist. I want to be able to give that. And I mean, to my parents' dismay, sometimes I, you know, I go a little far, you know, I can be queen of TMI. And I, you know, my, my mom has passed. She passed during the pandemic in 2020. Oh, sorry. No, but she's, um, you know, I can still hear her voice in my head. She's like, are you really going to say that in a song? I'm like, yep. And I'll say it twice, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, and I see the drum kit behind you. Yes. So this is, yeah, this is my home studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved from LA to Big Sur in 2020. Beautiful. And uh, I call this place True North. And yeah, it's my husband's drum kit. So he's a, he's a musician as well. Chip Moreland. Yeah. Now, do you t- play a lot together? We do. He's, he um, is my drummer some of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have twins, we have twin daughters. And so we have to take turn turns touring. So a lot, mo- I mostly tour acoustic only because, you know, I can't, I can't bring, bring him They're They're teenagers. Okay. And you and I have talked a bit about, you know, mental health and things mm-hmm. like that. And these girls, they need a parent around. I agree. So yeah, these are, yeah. these are formative years and really tough years, I think. Yes. So. Unlike anything that we grew up with it's very different i think it's so different you know i was thinking about that right before we got on zoom together that you know a lot of times you'll hear a kid say you don't know you don't understand and and part of me as a parent goes wait i was a kid too but today it dawned on me you know what no you're right i don't understand because i didn't grow up with the internet I didn't grow up with YouTube and TikTok, and I didn't grow up as a teenager during a pandemic, during a lockdown, yes. when I couldn't see my friends and I couldn't learn social cues and I didn't know how to, you know, I I, I was barred from communicating and touching mm-hmm. my peers. Yeah. So yeah, they're right. We don't. You're right. And it's good for us to say that to them. I've said it to my daughter repeatedly. Uh huh. Um, 
I think originally she'd say, you don't understand, you understand. And then I finally said, you know, like you said, you're right. I don't get it. Um, and she told me it's so, this was in 2020. She said, it's so stressful growing up with social media. Yeah. Because you're, I would have been at her age comparing myself and mm. buying things left and right to look better. I mean, as it was, I was very susceptible to commercials or marketing or whatever as a teen. And it makes you so insecure. So to add on social media. Oh, yeah. Horrible. I mean, don't I remember like when everybody was wearing, um, I don't know if it was like Shemenda Fair. It was like, I don't know, I'm totally going to date myself now, but there was like some gene that everybody had to have. And I remember that my mom, sorry, mom, uh, my mom had put me like in these dittos jeans and they were, they they had ice cream cones on the butt. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no mom, I can't wear this. No. And I, I remember being in tears and then going, I need to go shopping. I, I need to get this certain type of jean. Mm-hmm. And I remember how much it meant to me. Like, mm-hmm. because, and it's, it's so sad. You know, like I'm thinking back on it going, why did I have to be like, like everybody else? And it's funny because now I just don't want to be like everybody else. I want to do what I want to do first, right. <laughs> you know? Well, you want to fit in. You want to, you want to fit yeah. in. You want to be cool. You want to look like other people. You think, yeah. they think it's attractive, you know? Exactly. And and now the standards that these kids have with, you know, filters and mm-hmm. it's it's crazy that they they're they don't have a realistic view of what true beauty is. Yeah. You know, f- from the inside. Yes. And and it's it's really hard. So no, we didn't we can't. We can't possibly understand but we can empathize yes and and, listen, and just listen and be present which yeah. is great you that one of you stays behind and is there yeah yeah it's it's the convert it's tough conversations like I, I never thought in a million years that I would have some of the conversations that I've had with my kids you yeah. know there's been a, a string of suicide attempts in our community mm-hmm. and it triggers them Sure. And never, I just, I never thought that I would have that conversation with my kids, you mm-hmm. know? So I, I just released a song called Life Number Nine. It's on the new record, Messy. And it's about parenting teens now. Really? You know? Um, and how you can try to impart this wisdom from your own mistakes, but these kids, don't necessarily want to hear that. They don't want to listen. Yeah. And because their, their frame of reference is so different from ours. It's exactly sure. what we were just talking about. Right. And I, I think that the, the lesson that I've gotten from the other parents that I've, that I've spoken with about these issues is you just have to have the important conversations and listen, listen more than you speak and just let them know that you're there for them. Right. And so the, the the song is is just kind of laying that bare, but also mentioning the risks that are involved today that were not necessarily part of our teenage experience. We didn't have fentanyl, right? We could experiment and do all these things that they cannot do, or else they can die. Yes, 
And uh, so I just kind of, I kind of threw it out there in a song. That's yeah. great. That is so important. Do your girls have an outlet? Are they musical? Because I would imagine growing up music really helped you work out different things that you were going through. You know, they love music. They're actually on their way to the Cure concert right now. Oh, cool. <laughs> Daddy. Nice. Um, so they love music. I think they're a little intimidated um, by Chip and I as far as like trying to to play and perform, even though we we encourage it. But they found other um, outlets. Good. Uh, one of my daughters is an incredible visual artist. She she paints, she draws, she creates, um, you know, these amazing works of art on clothing that she, you know, Very she cool. sources from thrift stores um, and then repurposes them. Great. Um, my other daughter, you know, is also you know, very good at art, but in a different way. She's much more abstract. Okay. And she she has a great sense of color and really commits. Um, I love it. She's kind of taken, uh, she has some sensory issues and differences. So her experience of the world is a lot more intense than ours. Mm-hmm. So, um, the way she processes the world through color and cartoons and things like that is is super cool. I love that. They they, they dance. That. They dance. They also box. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's but I cool. yes, yeah, I started the songwriting club at their middle school right after the um, school opened up, and I, I co teach it with this wonderful. A teacher who's also a singer songwriter, Bryn Loosely. And we started it because we wanted to give kids an outlet to put those big feelings. Important. But Jet and Perry didn't want to go. Oh. <laughs> so I do it, but they don't. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. And so, what are you working on now? And did COVID change a lot for you? I would imagine you couldn't tour and- It did, I'd stopped everything. I had put out a record, well, I was supposed to put out a record in 2020. We pushed it off to 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I put it out in 2021, but couldn't tour. So um, that record is called While the Angels Sigh, which I think is pretty fitting for the time that it was yes. written and came out. Um, that. The last recording session that I had was the, was in March when everything shut down. We couldn't be in person anymore. So I had to finish the record up, like transferring between home studios. Um, so that that came out, couldn't really do do much for it. I did a few shows locally when uh, the world started to open back up again last summer. Okay. Um, and then I was... I've been writing and working on a new record um, since I moved here, which I finished up, I would say, November of, of last year. That's great. And it's finally starting to see the light of day. We were we released the first single in April called Call Us uh, What We Are. Okay. And then Life Number Nine came out last week. Yay. And, Congrats. Uh, I, one of, I think my favorite song called house without windows that comes out next month okay and then uh messy is the focus track and it drops july 21st 
So I'm actually heading out um, in a couple weeks to the East Coast, uh, the weekend of June 9th. Okay. Um, that was the original uh, album release date, but it got pushed back. Oh, okay. Um, so, but I didn't want to cancel my dates. Are you going to New York City? Where are you going? When you oh, okay. Well, I, I'm going to be, wow, where am I this in on June 9th? I am going to... Martinsburg, West Virginia. I'll be in Newton, New Jersey with the Bacon Brothers oh, cool. at the Newton Theater. Then I'm doing a private show and a fundraiser for um, little baby Lucas, who just had surgery. He's a, a newborn um, at the Rockville Elks Club in Washington. And then I'm going doing two shows in Charlotte. I love doing house concerts. Nice. And these are going to be house concerts in Charlotte. Then nice. I come back, I do my CD release shows um, at the Forest Theater in Carmel by the Sea on July 15th with Rusty Anderson. Very cool. Who is Paul McCartney's guitar player and a great singer songwriter. We're doing Amazing. a co-bill. July 15th. I'm going to have to write this. Yeah. Down. And then July 22nd, I'm at my um, like home away from home in LA, Hotel Cafe. Okay. And Allie Handel is going to be opening up that show for me. Nice. Yeah. And then I am staying close to home at um, August, September, because I want to get the girls started in high school. It's great. It's super important. Yeah. And they come first. And then I head back out with the Bacon Brothers uh, going to Texas. Um, I just confirmed those dates, so I can't even remember which cities they are. A few cities in Texas. And then we go back to the East Coast. We're at the Birchmere for two no two or three nights in october so there's a lot of shows being added so if you go to um cindy cindy with a y alexander.com you can click okay. on uh, tour and the schedule will be there nice. and i am at my life number nine on instagram and TikTok, and my facebook music page is very active is it the num the number symbol or the yeah, word number? It's, it's my life, the word number. Okay, nine. And then the number nine. Yeah, okay. they wouldn't let, I couldn't use the hashtag. With it. You can't oh. put that in. Oh, in okay. a, All right. In a, in a handle. So, okay. Yeah, I got stuck. Um, and I was trying to find something that I could use um, all across the board. And okay. that's one, that's what I found. One last question. Is there anything you do besides music? for a hobby that that lifts you up? I mean, obviously music plays a tremendous role in your life, but oh, do you have any yes. other hobby? Yeah. Well, yeah, um, a couple things. One thing is I am a huge nature lover. I love animals. I saw that. And animals. so I, if I, if I get completely stressed out, um, I'll go hike or I have a few places um, around Big Sur and Monterey where I know the animals besides okay. the ones that live on my property. Okay. I can go to this place called Lover's Point and I have a few families of squirrels yeah. that I just sit and play with and feed. Oh, that's so cute. Um, I have my raccoons here. Um, okay. And yes, yeah, so I have animals that I go play with. And uh, as I said, I love to hike. I love to bake. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Do you need time alone? Do you need time alone? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely. Yeah. I I can't write if I don't have that space mm -hmm. and that alone time. Yeah. So I actually, there's this thing that I, I started doing during the pandemic, a thing. It's actually a part-time job. 
that I did it as a, it started out, it was a fantasy that I had. I wanted, since I wasn't touring, I, I wanted to do something, you know, to bring in a little extra money. And I said to my guitar player, wouldn't it be cool to deliver flowers because you go and, and everyone's happy to see you and everybody's smiling and you bring uh-huh. joy to people. And if I can't bring joy through music, it'd be really cool to bring joy through flowers. Yeah. And his daughter happened to be in the room when I said it. And she's like, oh, this lady that drives my carpool owns a flower shop. I'm going to tell her. Wow. <laughs> so the next morning I get this call. She's like, do you really want to be a, you know, a flower oh, delivery, delivery person? Yeah. And, um, like yeah she's like well I, I need somebody full-time I'm like no 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 I, I can't yeah. do full-time but I, I I'd love to you know help you out till you find somebody okay and I started delivering flowers and I love it it's great and I don't do it all the time but when you know they get backed up at the shop or whatever they'll give me a call like can you deliver flowers today right. like, yes because I'm not on the phone I'm not on the internet yeah. I can't answer text messages or go check Facebook or make sure that I'm promoting my songs. No, yeah. I am driving around the most beautiful part of California. I am like saying, excuse me to deer so that I can bring <laughs> flowers to the door. I'm like, excuse Cute. me, excuse me. Right. Um, and everybody that opens the door gives me a smile. It's so elated. Yeah. It, it's so you know, my, it was so funny. My dad was, was just visiting. He's like, why are you still doing that? Like, cause it's meaningful. I want to. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's interesting because it's not, it's not always happy. Cause you know, sometimes you're bringing a condolence, I know, you yeah. know, True. flowers and those people, they're the ones that want to talk, you know, and I end up in conversation and I'll learn something about their loved one or about them. And the community is really small, you know, growing up in LA, it was big city, you know, and, mm-hmm. and yes, I was very well connected and I knew a lot of people from living there my whole life, but here it's different. It's a very, it's a small town and everyone is connected. Yeah. That's and, so special because I'm sure they know that you're a singer songwriter and you're taking time to do this. So special. It's really, it is kind of fun. Every once in a while I'll pull up like, are you Cindy? Are you the one that, you know, <laughs> It's singing at the Forest Theater. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Come to the show. Oh, I love <laughs> you know? it. I know. So yeah. So I that's it. that's it's just a fun thing, and and I love it. I love the flowers. The the van smells great. That's beautiful. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. This has been great, and I'd love to. Um, I wrote down the dates, so maybe okay. I could come out to, you know, one of your LA shows. Or I still You're always been up always to on the list. Just just text me. Let me know. Yeah. I want a road trip to Monterey one of these days. Oh, come on up. Yeah. You should come up for the, the Forest Theater, the um, Forest Theater gig. It's That's, beautiful. when is that? July 15th? July 15th. And Parthenon Huxley is playing the next night. It's going to be a great weekend. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I wrote it down. <laughs> Thank cool. you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, mm-hmm.